Unless you want to, it's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 272 now of the Ron and Don Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, don't forget, uh, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. If you want to sit down with us, sit down. Just go to Ron and Don. Sitdown.com. Coming up on episode 272, all this is live from the Les Schwab Studios, and thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. Uh, we're going to tell you that uh, through COVID, yeah, your brain, neuroscience, got a little mushy, got a little mushy, how to fix the brain. Uh, we have some thoughts on that. Also, Buckingham Palace, more accusations now of racism, and this isn't coming from Prince Harry this time. We'll talk about that. Before we talk about that, let's talk about this, a 17-year-old. And a bear, what do you do to the bear? Because this is bear season. We are in bear country. Uh, you guys better listen right now because this young 17-year-old boy, Ron. That was a girl. It's young 17-year-old girl did something, Ron, and she's saying, don't do what I did, right? This video is now, there's a, there's a security camera video, like a ring type of camera on this house. And this family lives, I believe, in Northern California in bear country. There's a fence, like a, a cinder block style fence with the flat. It's There's like bricks on the top. So it's, you know, something can stand on the top of the fence. She's inside, 17 years old, and she hears her dog start to go crazy. And this, she says, it's not necessarily a rare occurrence. If there was a squirrel on the fence or if there was a bird sometimes or something, have mailman, whatever, these dogs would bark. She looks outside and there is a brown bear on top of the fence, balanced on top of the fence. And she's, they appear to have three dogs. There is the, a medium sized dog, a, a little teeny pocket dog, and then a third dog that's sort of, you know, a 25 pound dog. They are going at this bear. They're barking at the bear. The bear is kind of trying to swat at the big dog. So, and you've seen the video. At one point, does the bear actually reach the dog? The bear reaches, puts its mouth on the big dog. Yeah, it looks like it's going to eat the dog. This 17-year-old girl, young lady, young woman, sees this, and without hesitation, she doesn't hesitate in one millisecond, she sprints at this bear. Oh, wow. And uh, there's no sound on the camera, but she sprints at the bear she said that she did scuff her, her hand while she's doing this. She pushes the bear, a brown bear. <laughs> like, this is not a cartoon land. Yeah. This is an actual bear. Mm. She shoves this bear like you would, you know, a bully in a hallway at junior high school. Both hands back. She comes straight up on that bear, right? Face to face. She said she looked at this bear. The bear was going to take her dog out. And she's like, those are my, and I don't like when people do this. They're like, those are my children. Oh. Like the people that have a parent role with their pets. Double, double handed push, pushes the bear off of the fence. It releases the dog, mm. pushes the bear off the fence. She gathers the dogs together and goes back inside. Then the video was posted. It has become a viral sensation. She is now saying 
don't do what I did because it was stupid. Yeah. And animal experts are saying, don't do what she did. It is stupid. It is probably going to be hard for some people to go, well, if that was my dog, I would do the same thing. And now I'm going to give you the opposite of that. Because I was out walking my dogs one day in Maple Valley when I lived in Maple Valley. And out of the other side of the clearing comes a mother bear with two cubs. And so I had multiple dogs at the time. And there was, I, I remember seeing, I know this is true because I saw the bear poop right on the property. So the biggest dog I had was Lulu. And you reached down and you tasted it just like uh, Chuck Connors used to do on the Rifleman. And, and, and you were looking for sign is what you told me. And you were uh, chewing on it like you would on a piece of chewing tobacco. I remember this. That, that, is, that, that part didn't happen, but this other part did. Yeah. Remember so that? Looking for sign? The big, smearing it, on your, no, smearing I, it on your face? I didn't watch The Rifleman. Uh, <laughs> so the biggest dog I had, Lulu. Which you're you, laughing out loud about The Rifleman. You either get it or you don't. Anyway, go ahead. I'm Lulu sees the bear, recognizes the bear, comes over to me and is whimpering. It's like, holy cow, that's not a dog. That's a bear. My other dog, Gertie, who's about half the size of Lulu, she sees the bear and is like, okay, it's on. Takes off across the field, barking her head off at this bear. And the two cubs are there. I did not have the instincts of this 17-year-old. I basically, my mind was like, well, guess I just lost a dog. <laughs> I have a one-dog family now. There's no way I'm going over there and pushing that bear. We'll, we'll see you on the other side of this. You can just tell that, they, uh, that they're that they just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we, you know, we got, we got some, some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm -hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we, yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community. And knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now. And we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit. But it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and... Um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Hey, it's GeForce O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 272. As you just heard, we have a lot of fun with our clients, part of the Ron and Don Nation, and uh, we'd love to be a part of your real estate journey. Just reach out to us. 
uh, ronanddonsitdown.com, and you can write ron at windermere.com, and uh, we'll do a sit-down uh, with you today. It's kind of interesting. I was looking at the – the I, I go get a coffee every morning, and as I'm getting a coffee, I like to read – Just there's this newspaper uh, – machine and I always go by the newspaper machine just to see what the headlines are. And today's headline in the Seattle Times, one of the bylines, was the fact that there's a lot of Latinos now around America that feels like there also needs to be kind of a come to Jesus when it comes to policing and the way that Latinos are treated. We've seen this with in the Black Lives Matter movement. And we didn't believe, didn't believe, didn't believe. And then we saw these videos. And you, you you have to admit, sometimes when you see these videos, it's still hard to believe. It's still hard to believe when you watch George Floyd being murdered. And it's almost like you have to watch it again just to believe that another human being could do that in broad daylight with a police uniform on, with a gang of his guys, who's a police trainer and has been a trainer for 19 years in a major city in in the United States of America. And now that guy is facing somewhere he'll get, he's, he's about to be sentenced somewhere between 10 and 30 years. The maximum would be 40. Uh, He would be looking at eight to 10 years, but because he did this in front of children, uh, the judge, they, they think may throw the book at him and give him 30 by the time this broadcast, uh, by the time this podcast is released and broadcast, we'll, we'll probably know, but, but looking Looking at America and looking, uh, and we saw this with Asian Americans when hate crimes started happening because of the Kung flu virus. Uh, and if you have Asian friends, you know what I'm talking about, especially if there's older grandparents. They, the things that are happening right now are are diabolical that are happening. And, and a lot of my Asian friends were afraid to come forward and say anything because they didn't want to step on the Black Lives Matter movement, right? And then And now... We're seeing Latinos say, hey, we're, we're, we're going through similar things that the Asian community is facing and that uh, the black community is facing, especially when it comes to uh, uh, policing in America and the way that sometimes people treat us. Now let's go across the pond because the way that a lot of us feel about each other and what we were born into when it comes to race is, is directly is directly connected to a number of years ago when the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria showed up, right? And Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue and all the other stuff that that we have been taught. Some of it being very inaccurate because we like to think that we discovered America. Don't you think the Native Americans that were already living here felt like America had already been discovered? Uh, but no, because we're the conquistadors, right? We are the world travelers. Uh, we are these great explorers. And so we are the ones, or uh, we look at our ancestors, they're the ones that discovered America. Yeah, never underestimate the, the ego of, of white explorers. Like I always think about when I'm uh, up in the mountains, this mountain shall now be called Mount McKinley. Right. Uh, we already had a name for that mountain. No, you didn't. It's right. now Mount Rainier. Right. But we, we've been calling it a different name. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so anyway, we're starting to hear more stories now. Uh, Prince Harry, who basically is the king of England in the United States, I think, uh, he's talked a lot with Oprah and he's alluded to the fact 
that there's racism in his family and even the way that his little baby uh, is mixed race in the way that they felt. And it's one of the reasons why they left and they came to America. Uh, is it surprising to you that there's more accusations coming out about Buckingham Palace and racism? It just it seems in the same way it's baked in the States. Uh, that's where the recipe started. It's it's not surprising. I think the thing that is surprising is the documentation. So there's a big blockbuster story coming out in the UK media where they uncovered these documents uh, back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And I don't know how long they went forward where everyone knew and it was sort of described. It's like, hey, white people can do these jobs around the palace like be advisors and work sort of in management, but we don't want any other races in these positions. And so they, they uncovered these documents that lay this out where it's like, if you want to be, if you're going to be a servant or you're going to be someone taking care of the grounds or maybe a cook or work in the laundry department, that sort of thing, you can be a person of color and, and work in those jobs. But once it, crosses this threshold then these are the white jobs um and and we want white people and educated people in air quotes to work in this level of job and then there also was a document that was uncovered where buckingham palace tried to carve itself out of a of a law that was passed by parliament in terms of equal employment equal opportunity uh, across racial lines and they said yeah we don't really want to follow that. Uh, and so they carved out this exception for Buckingham Palace to do some of these things. And so this is now huge news over there. And you're right. A lot of those attitudes were absorbed by the United States. When you think about it, I, I, I do this now and, and I don't know what the exercise means to me, but pay attention when you're in a public building somewhere of the ethnicities of the janitors, let's say, go through and just, just pay attention. Person picking up garbage, person waxing the floors, the person cleaning bathrooms, uh, the persons, the people that are in charge with maintaining the facilities, just see if they're immigrants, if they're predominantly people of color, uh, and just start to see that because it's normalized to us. We, it becomes invisible to us. When you see a, a black man or a black woman emptying a trash can or cleaning a bathroom, you don't notice it. Why is that? It's because we've been conditioned to think that's normal. If I see an immigrant pull up and take an Amazon bag out of his trunk and deliver it to one of my neighbor's units, that's, I don't notice that. Why? Well, because that's a job that people of color do, right? Like subconsciously, we're taught to do that. And so when you then see, it's a surprise when you see, oh, wow, look at this person of color that's a CEO, or look at this person of color that's the, the featured speaker, or what have you, um, that's conditioning, that's privilege. And so the, the reckoning happening in the UK right now is, hey, wait a minute, you guys have been doing, maybe Harry's right. How should we reckon with this? And they did the standard plausible deniability statement that's well, happening. Is, and, and it's because the queen's 95. Well, and this is where William 
I I think could be very helpful. But he's 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 in a tough spot because his grandmother's still alive. His his father is does not want to be a lightning rod when it comes to race. And and I wonder if William will step up and start having uncomfortable conversations because because these are the conversations that have to happen. And it seems like Harry's willing to have those conversations. And I wonder down the road if his brother is willing to do that. Think about Barack Obama's book. I, I uh, read not too long ago. The, the, the book opens and it, it talks about all the African-Americans that work at the White House. And they're, many of them are called butlers. And they're there. And they're there to serve him. And they get dressed up. And it made him very, very, very uncomfortable. And every time he stands, they would stand. And every time... Uh, there were dirty dishes at the table. They would pick up the dishes, and he's like, "No, say, no. yes, Mr. President." He's like, "Don't call him Mr. President." Yeah, and he's like, "He's like, could could we just wear golf shirts and khakis? And and could the could my girls, you know, clean up their own plates and do the dishes? Call and, me Barack." Yeah. So, and they still wouldn't call him Barack, but they they had to meet somewhere in the middle on that. And they said, "Hey, basically, we've been serving all these white presidents, you know, some of them for six decades." Uh, we've been waiting for you, and it's really important that we have this opportunity to serve you. So, so anyway, I I I know it's a lot. I know that's I I know it's a lot, but there is a reckoning. I like that word that you used, Ron. That that is happening not just around America, but in some places around the world, and and there should be a reckoning when it comes to the way that not only blacks and Asians have been treated, but Latinos and specifically women just specifically women, there has to be a reckoning the way that women have been treated, especially women that are minorities. Yeah, uh, and I think you're it's right. Not, it's, it's, it's not okay the way that women continue to be uh, treated in this country and around the there world. There is a degree of cowardice for them to just be waiting for her to die before they do anything to somehow save, I don't know what they're trying to save. Like it would be, it would, it would be historic for her at the age of 95 to make a reckoning while she's still alive. See you on the side of this. It all started with a Ron and Don sit down to go over the playbook. To get your team playbook, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. If you're ready to sit down now, you can book a time instantly at ronanddonsitdown.com slash calendar. Don't forget to get your Ron and Don playbook instantly. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, there you go. And don't forget, we just hired a new buyer's agent, Therese, and we'd love to introduce you to her. And let's get out there and buy a house together. Let's do that. Or let's get your house frontline ready, parade ready. Let's bring it to market. You bring it to market, it's parade ready in the right neighborhood, the right price. Yeah, that's where we're seeing uh, multiple offers. So let's get to work. Reach out to us today. Ron and Don, sit down. .com. It's a lot of work, a real estate journey. It's a long journey. It can be hard, arduous, but we'll make it fun fantastic and fabulous right anyway hey uh before we get out of here we've talked a lot about neuroscience we talked about the brain did you know your brain has a has a has a has a place uh that basically your brain has a place of homeostasis where it can go back to neutral right and that's typically where we feel at our best and we feel the most relaxed it's why sometimes after you've had a really good night's sleep and you wake up, you feel different because uh, your brain has been able to find that place of rest. 
and it's been able to switch back into neutral. And then we get up in the morning, and that's why your morning routine sometimes is so important to do those things that you initially do in the morning without a phone. Uh, I used to always wake up, you guys, and I would immediately turn on the TV. Uh, sometimes the TV would still be on from the night before, uh, and and then I'd wake up and it'd still be on. I always had noise going on around me. I always had screens going on. And then you're looking at your phone or you're jumping on your iPad. or you're, And we have reason to do that, right? We got to check our mail. Got to make sure the boss isn't mad. We got to make sure our kids are okay. Got to check the weather forecast. Got to make sure uh, the buses are running or what the kids are even. So we, so we have excuses to do that. But I just, I just want to encourage you, and this has made a big difference in my life. And if you can't do it for an hour or two, even if you only do it for 10 minutes, when, when you get up in the morning, just allow your brain to be in neutral for a little bit. Uh, sometimes when you get up really early, I don't know how you feel, but when I used to go, you know, fishing with my grandpa, especially you feel like, and and when you do mountaineering, you feel this way too. You feel like you're the only one up and you feel like you're the luckiest person alive. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Uh, when you get up super early, Ron and I did morning radio for 10 years. And I always felt that way when, when I got up, I felt like I was the only one up in the world. And sometimes it's when I've done my best thinking, I've made my best decisions because your brain is a chalkboard and we're writing things on that chalkboard all day, but through the process of sleeping, and that's why sleep is so important and your brain is a muscle, but it's also like a washing machine. Your brain gets washed at night, that chalkboard gets washed off and you wake up and, and you're in that place where everything is reset and that's why they say sometimes when, when it's a brand new day, uh, you feel rested and ready for it. And it's because it is a brand new day because you've given your brain that time uh, to kind of recover. Through the process, though, of COVID, a lot of us don't have an opportunity to do that because we've been crawling all over each other or our partners live with us or our parents live with us or our kids live with us or, you know, we're sitting in a room right now that that is our studio but this is also a place where I come and ride my spin bike. And this is also a place where my son and I come in and we train and we box. And it's also a place where we come and do videos. And there's a lot of different things that go. And this room was, this room was just designed to be a spare room for when my mom wanted to come visit. That's what this room is. But because of COVID, we had to do things differently as a result of that. And I don't know about you. I'm involved in four different businesses, trying to be a single dad. I got a lot of stuff going on. And it is so important for me to stop down sometimes and just realize, realize how important it is in the morning to reset and enjoy the brain being in a place where it's neutral and rested and cleansed and not muddled. You've been doing some reading on the on the muddled brain, Ron, and how we uh, how we kind of fix this as we get on the other side. Of well, COVID. the headline is the brain fog you're feeling is real, and. Uh so if you usually could like remember three things and go, Oh, I need to do this, this, and this. And then you could do those things. And now you do the first thing and you go, what was that second thing I had to do? Or you walk into one room and you're like, why, why did I walk over here? What am I like? That's a, a telltale sign that you could have brain fog where your performance is down. You can't remember things. You can't concentrate very long. It seems 
the the fog is is there like it's a great descriptor brain fog uh, so they're saying most likely if it's not a physiological thing like that you're actually sick and you go to the doctor and there's like a, an actual physiological problem with you most likely you've just been in this hyper state of stress for an extended period of line hyper vigilance of oh my god i gotta wash my hands i have to wipe down every surface i gotta wear my mask i gotta I'm, you're constantly agitated and alert in that that fear response um that it's catching up to us now after 16 18 months and so some of the stuff you said is is some of the recommendations first if if, if it's lasted for months you should go to the doctor is what this article is saying. If it's lasted for months, this brain fog and inability to perform at uh, close to where you were pre-pandemic, go to the doctor and, and just check in and see what's going on. If it comes intermittently, all the stuff you just said, sleep, the nutrition. Uh, one of the things they said that I might try is set an alarm on your phone five times a day or four or five times a day where you just stop for five minutes. Don't listen to a podcast. Like, don't listen to a song. Just stop and chill for five minutes. Think about something. Go walk around the house. Just do nothing that for sounds, five minutes. That sounds horrible to me. I know. To have an alarm go off, that would create such anxiety for me because then I would just be thinking, when's the alarm going to go off? I wonder when the alarm's going <laughs> When's the alarm going off? So so whoever came up with that idea, don't do that one. All right, don't yeah, do what that. What else is there? Because that just sounds like a big ball of anxiety. And by the end of the day, your alarm has gone off five different times. And you've been completely distracted. That doesn't sound like great. I I, I understand t- taking a pause, but to, but to do that with an alarm is alarming. It's just alarming. All right, I'll give you. That's fine with me. We can end. There. Do you wake up with an alarm? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I have a backup alarm, but I I I set it just in case. But I don't I don't wake up to an alarm. I just I tell myself when to wake up, and that's when I wake up. That's alarming. <laughs> Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, we're licensed brokers at Windermere here to help. And when you're ready to sit down with us, we'd love to sit down with you. In fact, we have some really cool Ron and Don coffee mugs uh, that we'd love to give you just for sitting down with us. Just just go to rondonsitdown.com and we'll get your coffee mugs. And then uh, we'll be able to uh, meet up here in person now, too which is kind of cool. Thanks for hitting subscribe. That way this podcast drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thanks for a million spins. Thanks for giving us great lives. And thanks for allowing us to come along on your real estate journey. And really just to be our friend. It's it's amazing. We've been off terrestrial radio now for a number of years. But every time we see you guys out and about or we meet you and you become one of our clients, uh, it's just like we have been long lost pals and we've uh, discovered each other again. So Ron and I don't take that for granted. We are very, very grateful uh, for that. And in some ways, we do the business of people that have been doing real estate now for 20 years just because you trust us. And 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 that means a lot to us. So thank you for that. Okay. For Ron, for Charlie, who's sitting over here right now, right? Yeah. Uh, my son's about to take us out before he does that, though. You keep your head up, your shoulders back. Episode 273 will be here before you know it. All right. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. All right. Scary Charlie. All right. On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.